From the nearest comic book to the farthest cinematic universe, journey into the past, present, and future of your fandom. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. This is Meanwhile. Twenty-two pages later, with your hosts, the Cap, MFG, and Ralph the Tech. Please stand by. So we meet again. Well, since you're here, let's get into it. Wow, that sounds like a dialogue of a bad Saturday night. <laughs> Welcome to another edition of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later, episode 202, or 202. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap, and with me as always is the man who probably owns his own wardrobe. Actually, he probably owns this shirt in its wardrobe, and the shirt says, Skeletor was right. Mike, also known as MFG. <laughs> he probably was right. Um, I'm to say that. <laughs> it probably was right. Who knows? Um, I am here to give you guys another horribly described film. Mm. Ah, this one isn't that bad. We'll see. I'm sure that certain someone out there that thinks that she's a horror movie buff will get this one right away. Shout out to Tinkerbell. <laughs> uh, here we go. The hoof that rocks the cradle in a Manhattan apartment. The hoof that, rock, that rocks the cradle in a Manhattan apartment. <clears throat> all right. Find out after the quick news what that answer is. All right, all right. And our other illustrious host is the man who is hairy like beast man, but smart like man at arms. RT squared, Ralph the Tech. Girl, baby. Wouldn't he just be man at hairy arms? <laughs> or man, That's really good. Man of hairy arms. <laughs> man of hairy arms, nice. <laughs> uh, so the other day, while I was repairing an intergalactic spaceship that kind of uh, made an emergency landing in my backyard. Ooh. A thought occurred to me. If you walk around holding a mug, you look like you belong anywhere. You know, like, you could just like literally just carry a mug and walk into a hospital and be like, I took it somewhere. I took it somewhere else. I took it like he was saying that, that, you know, being poor, you know, like you can blend in anywhere. But, oh, I get it. No, no, <laughs> like no, being in some. Literally, you just, you just walk around and go into an office building, walk around with a coffee mug in your hand and people think you work there. <laughs> well, it's, it's really funny. Like I, I used to say to, um, to friends of mine, especially when I did uh, catering and stuff like that, I said, you do realize that, uh, like, you know, when you watch these spy movies and they're like, oh, how are we going to get into this, this gala and da, 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 da. I'm like, if you're a minority, if you just walk up to the back door of any expensive gala, they will let you and just go like, yeah, I'm here for catering. They're not going to question you <laughs> at all. <laughs> like at all. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, minority. I'm in the kitchen. Yep, probably are. Let's go. Wow. <laughs> Ralph's thoughts and Mike's secrets. Wow. Already before the first five minutes of the show. That's amazing. Mike, how do you think Mike got all those concert T-shirts? He would just go oh. into the backstage and be like, oh, yeah, I'm with the crew. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least Mike didn't say he was with the drummer. So that's the good part. Nobody says that. <laughs> by the way, by the way, Ralph, when you said that that, that the intergalactic spaceships crash landed into your backyard, I'm like, uh -uh. you didn't crash land. They knew a Dominican would be there. That means that there had to be a mechanic somewhere. <laughs> no, no, no. I never said crash. I said emergency landing. Same yeah. shit. No, no, no. Emergency landing in quotes. Same thing. They're like, we know where we're going. We're going to the Dominicans. They exactly. can fix our stuff. It's good. It's good quality repairs, man. Okay, enough of me profiling. I'm a guy with that profiling. I'm talking about the going through the back door, saying catering. Goodness. <laughs> All right. So today, paper we talk aluminum foil. Oh goodness, done. we're not doing MacGyver stuff. It's actually, today we're going to talk about a cartoon series that was one of the top toy lines in the '80s, as well as a 
popular cartoon series itself. Now Netflix decided to breathe life into this property, but is it worth a watch? On today's show, we will be looking at the Netflix series, Masters of the Universe, Revelation. But first, Mike doesn't always talk bad about things and people. I mean, not recently. He just tells it like it is. And with that comes very interesting news about the geek world. So here it is, MFG and its quick news. And now, the quick news, brought to you by MFG and Ralph and Cal. That quick news was brought to you by Snuffleupagus. It sounds like Snuffleupagus, but someone's stepping on his nose. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to talk about, about someone just briefly, because this piece of shit needs to be in our news, and he's not even of the nerdy, but, but that's what I have to say. So I'm Whoa. opening it with this. R&B singer R. Kelly, best known for his hit song, I Believe I Can Fly, was convicted on September 27th on all nine counts of sex trafficking and racketeering that the singer was charged with in the federal court in Brooklyn, New York. He faces wow. 10 years to life in prison if the convictions are not overturned on appeal. The fact that people must be saying, what does this got to do with geek world? I'm like, it's got to be fantasy if you thought he was innocent. Yeah, pretty See, much. <laughs> that was good. Ralph, where there you go. Where's my drum? Where am I drum? Oh, I guess not. Okay. There you go. All right. There you go. Suspense. <laughs> I bet he wishes he was trapped in the closet. Wow. Oh, <laughs> well, wow. That, that was quite the opening, Mike. I mean, you, you, you come out he swinging heavy. Anything more? Uh, not for that. Uh, now we can go back to our retro stuff. I just, I was just so happy that something's working right. All right. Uh, here we go. The poop slinging has finally come to an end, but there is plenty of uh, mouse droppings left on the floor. And what should be a surprise to no one, the ongoing drama Johansson v. Disney Lies and Injustice reached its inevitable conclusion. The Black Widow actress and the studio reached an undisclosed settlement following Johansson's suit that Disney owed her $50 million because the streaming release of her MCU film, which earned the service over $125 million, took away from her contractual box office earnings. Disney attempted to weaponize Johansson's success by publicly accusing her of being greedy and unsympathetic to the COVID pandemic, while simultaneously raking in hundreds of millions of dollars from the Black Widow release. The House of Mouse revealed itself as the Habitat of Rat, although it would be better to call it a pit of vipers at this point. Um, this is, yeah. Uh, but also the Tower of Terrors, I think, is a project that she's involved with. And now there's rumor that that deal also included getting that done. Wow. Yeah. Um, okay, I mean... Millionaires fighting over million, you know, millions. I, I well, millionaires fighting to... billionaires. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I, but I she's, mean, you know, she's I mean... like she she was like flex girl flex. <laughs> flex girl flex. <laughs> you know. Well, like my grandmommy always said, get your money, man. <laughs> is that is that, that, that what she said? Be... Is she was holding you at knife point, getting her money? Probably <laughs> the only thing in English she knew, which when is good. It... Get your money, man. When it was that time, it was like, give me my money, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's how she said it. Wow. That's a rough woman. Well, so, so Mike, so far, two for two in stories about people receiving justice. I mean, you're going to go. Yeah, three exactly. Three? Uh, no, but here's some fun story. Uh, actually, which God knows when you guys out here will be hearing it for us, it'll be tomorrow. Um, after 70 years of TV shows and films, William Shatner is being kicked off the earth. 
the original awesome. iconic portrayer of Star Trek's cast, um, sorry, Captain James T. Kirk will boldly go where no 90-year-old man has gone before, outer space. On October 12th, Blue Origin, the company owned by Amazon's Jeff Bezos, will add the Canadian actor to its crew aboard New Shepard NS-18. Like Bezos' flight in June, Shatner's trip will last approximately 10 minutes and reach about 66 miles high, which is considered the edge of outer space, just past the common line for you real science nerds out there. Wow. First off, I, I, I didn't realize that with all of his celebrityness, celebrityness, that's my word, um, mm -hmm. that he didn't he wasn't able to like get his way out to a shuttle before. And I know it was different because it wasn't privatized and you know Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That would never have happened. Yeah. Yeah. But but number two, it's another excuse for him to poop his pants. Number one, he's ninety. Number two, he's going out outer space. So. Well, he is worried about it now. There was just an article. This uh, it was an article. Was he? Said, yeah, well he, well, he is. I mean, he, like I said, he goes up tomorrow. For us, for us out there, it's tomorrow. For whenever you hear it, it'll be October twelfth. <laughs> um, <laughs> or I should say, it will have been October twelfth. Um, right. But yeah, so he is. That means obviously as nervous as you would imagine, you know. And I'm sure being ninety doesn't help. But props to him for actually getting getting it done. That's pretty. Yeah, dope. no, that's fantastic. Um, oh, here's something much more relevant. Uh, the man of tomorrow has become more relevant today. Uh, in case you lost internet access recently, Superman is now bisexual. Join the ranks of DC Comics brand name queers, Aqualad and Robin. However, just like the aforementioned sidekicks, Superman's outing comes with an asterisk. Although he is the current Superman of DC Comics retail sales, this is OG Superman's recently reintroduced son, John Kent. Uh, this follows DC's LGBTQ trend as the bisexual Aqualad was not the original ally introduced in 1960, and Tim Drake's Robin was Batman's third teenage associate. DC is slowly attempting to make its world depicted in the comics look more like the world outside it, while still maintaining a safe measure of protection against its original properties. It's a move forward, if only with an asterisk attached. So, you know, so yeah, so um, yeah, this, uh, I guess the issue comes out around the 1st of November, something like that. Okay. Uh, it's... Was it Superman, Son of Kal-El? That's what I think what the book yes, is called. Yes, that, that, that's the book. And yeah, it'll be like issue, I think, number five or something like that. But yeah, that's when they, the readers will see he'll, he'll share a kiss with a, a, one of the reporters, Jay Nakamura, I think, or something like that. Right. So, but yeah. So, I mean, not Clark Kent. Right, Jonathan Kent, which is Clark's son. He named it after his father, his adopted father. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. So like they get to say, that's what I'm saying. Like DC's being smart because right now Superman is off Earth in that comic. So and like Superman, well, his son is in charge. His son is officially Superman. It's not like right. he goes by another name. It's just like I said, they get to play fast and loose. They get to say, you know, things like, well, Superman, Aqualad, and Robin are all bisexual, but but it's course, not. It's but not wink, like wink, curious, asterisk. But yeah. It's not right. It's not those guys. You know. Right. I mean, uh, but it's something. It's it's a step in the right direction. It's yeah. it's you know. Um, it's not something like an else world right saying oh yeah in this universe you know superman's gay but or bisexual but it's an else world you know it's right. something that's going to be part of the current continuity right. i exactly. think it's okay i oh, think it's okay i think you know, it's it's cool. yeah. you'll get all the uh all the people that write the fan fiction of, of batman and superman having a love affair coming out or of the putting world. in their requests and like you, hey, you mean you guys like that? more of them <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, you mean more of them at this point? <laughs> so much fan um, fiction. It's ridiculous. Well, I'm like, at this point, you're just like, them. you know, like, chill, you know? Mm -hmm. Chill. All right. And last but not least, what MCU character is getting a spinoff and appearances in multiple TV and film projects? I know, the Kingpin. It was Agatha all along. Oh. Yes. 
Catherine Hahn, who played Agnes slash Agatha on Disney Plus's WandaVision, has inked a magical deal with Marvel Studios, which calls for her to reprise the role of Agatha across the Marvel Cinematic Universe, both on Disney Plus and on the big screen. But beyond her Agatha Harkness spinoff, other scheduled appearances are closely guarded secrets. So, you know, MCU ain't, ain't telling you jack crap. <laughs> they, 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 they never do. I mean, all the stuff that's gone on with between the... the um, just all the other things they got going on. I was just about to give away some stuff, and I'm like, "Shut up! Don't Ralph it! Don't Ralph it!" But I mean, we know Disney holds it tight to the vest. But I mean, I'm glad that she that she that she got some other work. And it's oh, good! Cool. I know she does a great TV job. I loved her. Yeah, so I love. I can't wait to see what they're going to do with that. And that is all my quick news, though. So that's all the quick news. Yeah, that is it. What were, Ralph, what were you going to say? Well, you know how it was. It's like you had one of those like minions uh, go to the mouse and be like, "Well, sir." Our polling has shown that uh, Agatha is really popular, especially with that catchy song that you guys made for her. And, he, and then he goes, mm-hmm. well, I guess we should probably give her her own spinoff. They will make lots of money. And you're like, well, that's a good idea, sir. Let's do it. Yeah. That's, <laughs> oh that's exactly how it went down. <laughs> Not that Ralph knows. He was there, I can tell. <laughs> I, who you think was the minion that was giving him the stats? Oh gosh! Well, enough about enough about the mouse. I want to know about this um, horribly described movie that Mike has, and we know it's not. I mean, we know it's horror because he kind of gave us the hint. It's not like last show where we got totally like thrown the other way for it. But uh, once again, here it is for for all of you to go. The hoof that rocks the cradle in a Manhattan apartment. Wow. The hoof that rocks the cradle in Manhattan apartment. Oh, uh, uh, no, it's not Donnie Darko. Um, I, I'm, I'm out. I don't know. I'm Is out. Is it the devil's advocate? No. No. Uh, nah, no, no, no. I mean, it's not. I was just trying to think of how that would have applied. No, this one is classic Rosemary Baby. Oh, what? I Rosemary's heard. Baby. Correct. Yeah, I've yeah, never it used is Rosemary's Baby. Oh, that's what I said. Was there a little glitch? The first time you said Rosemary Baby. Oh, sorry. Well, either way, we didn't get it. My mic. And you <laughs> didn't get it. I either way, close. we didn't get it. I was close. Mine had the devil in it. No, you gave an answer. It doesn't make it close. <laughs> you gave an answer. I, I can say I was close because I was in a long pause. It doesn't count. <laughs> yes, but I was close because the genre was the same. Oh, goodness. Uh, here we go now. Wow. Well, well I'll, I'll let Ralph revel in that while we move on to the main part of the show. And now we're going to talk about the um, and this is going to be really interesting because this property has always been near and dear to my heart. But let's see how they did with it. Masters of the Universe, Revelation on Netflix, and with a synopsis is the guy who I'm pretty sure is not going to rip it apart. MFG Mike, the finance guy, take it away there, uh, Mikey. I have never ripped anything apart in my life. Mm. I'm the most forgiving person on this and all other podcasts in known creation. Have we gone into the multiverse? Are we on another planet? <laughs> Forgive me, forgive me. It's just MFG. Forgive me. I keep, I keep going by by, by his um, government name. I apologize. <laughs> and you're not forgiven. Oh, anyway, anyway, Masters of the Universe Revelation is a superhero fantasy series streaming on the Netflix service. The series is a sequel to the original He-Man and the Masters of the Universe by Filmation, which ran from 1983 to 1985, but ignores the new adventures of He-Man from 1990. Revelation was created by Kevin Smith and is based on the Masters of the Universe Mattel toy line that began production in 1981. Masters of the Universe Revelation has a roller coaster. Rotten Tomatoes rating of 94%. 
with an audience at 39%. And, and a derailed roller coaster ride from Metacritic with a score of 72 out of 100 and an audience of 18 out of 100. What the heck? Oh, I, I, let's get into it. I just got, go I got, ahead, I got whiplash just typing those numbers down. Oh my God. I can't wait to talk about this. Go ahead, Mike. All wow. right. So here's synopsis. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe versus Masters of the Universe Revelation is like being a seven-year-old playing with its toys while learning its multiplication tables who gets up to get a cookie from the kitchen and upon entering the kitchen becomes a 40-year-old with three kids, a dented job, the bank foreclosing on their house and a burning STD. Kevin Smith might believe he created a sequel to a beloved cartoon, but when the main character is killed off in the first episode and the remaining segments revolve around a battle-weary Karen of the universe, you should know it will be a tough sell to the mostly little boys who were suckled on He-Man's beefy, hairless teat. With magic dying both on and off the screen, audiences watch familiar characters become unfamiliar, proof that fleshing out characters in 2021 can sometimes cripple the lighthearted simplicity of a bygone era. And if you think the first episode killed your nostalgic mood, wait until we spoil the finale. All righty. <laughs> it's starring, and there's a lot of people it's starring, but I have to list this. Chris Wood. People. Chris Wood as Prince Adam He-Man. Mark Hamill as Skeletor. Liam Cunningham as Man-at-Arms. Sarah Michelle Gellar as Tila. Nita Hetty as Evil Lynn. Uh, Dietrich Bader as King Randor and Trapjaw. Alicia Silverstone, who? as Queen Marlena, Stephen Root as Cringer slash Battlecat, Griffin Newman as Orko, Susan Eisenberg as the Sorceress of Castle Grayskull, Kevin Michael Richardson as Beastman, Kevin Conroy as Merman, Henry Rollins as Triclops, Jason Mewes as Stinkor, and Tony Todd as Scareglow. Wow, and I know I recognize that voice. All right, so let's get into it. Masters of the Universe Revelation, but before we even dive into anything, Let's press that spoiler button that we've paid so much money for and we're probably going to pay for the rest of the time. Warning. The following segment contains information that may ruin your enjoyment of the media in review. So if you believe this might upset you, piss off, you wanker. Just by the sound of that voice, I know that um, he didn't watch this. But that spoiler warning was brought to you by Steve Francis of Stush Productions. By the power of Stush! You boppity tush. Now we're here from Stush. <laughs> Thanks, Orko. <laughs> well done. Well done. All right. So let me let me say this before anything. I'll say this. Masters of the Universe. I it's been something that's been part of my childhood and my early childhood. So I know that I'm gonna be biased. And I know that my views are gonna be tainted with um you know, nostalgia and all those things, which is why I'm very happy that you guys got to watch it also because I know Ralph was too young for it and Mike, we are too, you, you didn't watch it at all. Like know, he man, he man, sure, I watched it. I mean, I, yeah, you? I, yeah, I didn't see it like in continuation, but I saw probably most of the episodes. Yeah. See, see, I, see, I watched it in continuation for me. That's sad. I mean, that that's, you know, coming home after school cartoon time. So for me, it was, you know, I watched every episode sequentially. I so saw I know that. You what? You saw the reruns? Yeah, like, I'm, I'm, like yeah. on Boomerang or Cartoon Network when it was when they were showing it late at night. Yeah, well, I'll say this: um, I know that I'm gonna be, I, I, I'm gonna hold back on some of the things. I know that I'm gonna be a little um, biased. No, not negative, but you know, I look at it differently. So I'm very interested in what you guys feel about it. Um, so let's talk about it. Mike mentions it in in the um, in the synopsis. He talks about the fact that um, the first episode, you know, you already start with a bang. 
And I'll say this, the first episode, just for everybody who, who either is watching it or hasn't watched it yet, it feels like the beginning of the regular, you know, whole hum series. And then it takes a turn. How did you feel about this turn? Even before they killed um, He-Man, you started feeling like it was a little bit different. Did you feel it? And were you okay with it? I know I wasn't. You're talking about just the way the series, I mean, the way the series felt was fine. I mean, you can never recreate a thought, especially a thought from nearly 40 years ago. Um, but, you know, I mean, it felt like, okay, you're you're revamping uh, the He-Man series. Sure. Uh, you know, but, you know, in this time period with this today's art and stuff like that, it felt about the same for the most part. Um, a little bit more with today's storytelling versus the simplicity of the 80s, but it felt about the same. Even He-Man dying wasn't a big deal until you realize, oh, wait, he's not coming back anytime soon, is he? You know, that's when I think the problem became. But at the same time, you have to admit, he did not call it He-Man and Masters of the Universe. He called it Masters, of the, Universe. Masters of the Universe. That, I guess, should have been a hint right there. Um, what did you think, Ralphie? <laughs> what was the question? What? <laughs> Were you okay with the tone that um, Masters of the Universe took? Because like Mike said in his intro, it, it you know, the 80s He-Man was very simplistic, was very kid-friendly. This turn that Kevin Smith took, you know, has a little more of a darker tone, a little more deeper into getting into character. And in the first episode, you feel the, the, the switch. Were you okay with the switch in tone? I loved it, honestly. I, I felt that this was um, a more real, I want to say storytelling, I guess you could, a more real tone, I would say. You know, it... it he wasn't holding back punches, you know, like it, it felt like, okay. So the way use your I, words, <laughs> young Jedi, I, the good ones too, not the curse words. I'll try. I'll try. So I, I felt like with some, some of those, like the, like the eighties version, it felt like they, they, they coddled you, you know, where like the story was, but like, it was a kid show. I understand that. So like this one was meant more for those kids who were watching it and are now adults. So it's, it, it, it showed you the truth of, you know, how the world should be in, in I guess, in that world uh, sense. I mean, right. it's a little confusing of what I'm saying. But yeah, but see, like my problem with that is, again, I will get to later how I felt again about the whole show. I, I don't okay. dislike it, but it's kind of also what I, at least the way I felt is how I put it at the beginning of the synopsis, which is, you know, it's just like, this is not... Masters of the Universe, hey, I'm just making my own Masters of the Universe. Screw 1980. He, even Kevin Smith himself, it, this is a sequel yeah. to the He-Man. And such an abrupt change for a sequel. Well, if you're telling me something's a sequel, then I should be getting a lot of what I got originally. So therefore, I should expect it to be much more of a kid's show because the original was a kid's show. You know. And this is why I say that I'm glad you guys are here to give me the, 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 the vantage, your vantage point. Because for me... I felt exactly what you're saying, Mike. I'm like, okay, if you're saying this is a sequel, then you carry, and you and you maybe ease into maybe a little bit more, um, I don't say darker, but you know, more serious um, subject matter and tone and things like that. That's fine, but it just felt like a, a sharp 180. And especially if you had the opportunity to create your own Masters of the Universe and say, okay, we're going to use the same characters, going to start from scratch. We're going to start with this. Right. Tone. Yeah. That's I mean, fine. Right. Yeah, and that's. I mean, and again, like I said, like, so I'll get more into how I feel about it. But this is just at least one point that I thought was odd um and i can see where people were turned off like i mean if, if like, when you heard the ratings from the audience you know again this is of course the audience that decided to write in but you know 39 percent metacritic 18 percent 
in um in I'm sorry, 18% of Metacritic, 39% in uh, Rotten Tomatoes. And if you actually read the comments, everybody is like, raped my childhood. What were you thinking? This is ridiculous. You're throwing so uh, social justice warrior shit right down our throat. It's all like that. And I'm usually the first to be like, eh, you guys need to grow up. But I understand in this particular case and other cases when, again, this is supposed to be a sequel. You're expecting similar you can make it some updates, but you're expecting it basically to be the same tone and feel of the original, but this just wasn't. So I can see where people are mad. A lot of people are like calling for Kevin Smith's head for this and, you know, blah, 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 blah. Um, it, it was a swift kick in the, you know, oh, I'm a kid. I'm now grown up. <laughs> well, well I mean, in the first episode, before, the first death wasn't even He-Man. The first death was Moss Man. Right. Skeletor incinerates Moss Man. And you're like, holy shit. You know, like you, and then for he meant to strike Skeletor. How did you guys feel about that? Like he put his knife through Skeletor in the first episode. I was like, um, what? So I was yeah. kind I'm, of I'm assuming in all this time, that means in all these battles, he's never killed anybody is what I'm assuming. Uh, Skeletor, I'm saying, because he man was just like, you know, you killed my sensei. He got, he just went all crazy. And I, and I'm like, well, that's weird, <laughs> you know, like, because he's like, oh, I have no problem using this sword. I'm like, then why haven't you used it all this time? <laughs> you know? um, so, yeah, no, that was very surprising. Uh, and especially for so and then to, to hear Skeletor so, so BDSM about it, like, oh, you finally used that sword for what it was good for, you know, oh my and then gosh. it was like to open the, the openest thing. And I'm like, dude, that's pretty blase about being stabbed through the gut, <laughs> you know, but, yeah. you know. Teach his own for a giant skeletal demon. It's because he's a planner, you know? I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> so um, go, Ralph, go on. The reason that too. he finally figured out how to use the sword correctly is because he finally read the manual. All those ah, years. Pointy never, end at enemy. Never read the manual. Typical man. Typical man. <laughs> <laughs> Not reading instructions. Well, he's a he-man, so he really had no instructions. He never read it. <laughs> it was only he was on the toilet with some really bad diarrhea. And, oh, really? We're going and, there, bro? Come and he on. didn't have anything to read, but he saw there, the only thing there was the manual. So he's like, he's like huh, password manual. This might be interesting. Might be as well. <laughs> he's going to be there for a while. And there's a couple of moments in that episode where it kind of turned. I mean, Ralph, were you okay with that, with the, him putting the sword right through Skeletor? Because he said, you know, you were, you loved it. Were you okay with that moment? Because that's the moment where you, where I felt like, wow. Because most men being incinerated, I'm like, oh, maybe you could be something else. You could be... You know, oh, he's Ash and, you know, the circle of life, you know. Right. Well, when he put the sword through Skeletor, were you still okay with that, Ralph? Yeah, I was fine with that, actually. Okay. I I, I just wanted to see where it was going to go because I'm like, I'm thinking, because uh, when you hear He-Man and you you see that it looked like Skeletor was going to die and you're like, oh, cool. I want to see where this story is going to go because then if, if Skeletor is not the villain, then who is the villain? You know, so I was like, I was like, yo, all right. And who was the villain? Magic. Magic yeah. was the Magic. villain. Magic. <laughs> all along. Which is which is something else all on its own. Um, I, I, although now they could have upped the ante, though, and they should have done like, I forget what version now, but let's just say Mortal Kombat 10 or whatever. And like showed the damage as it's going through breaking a rib cage, oh. going in through the spleen, going back out again, you know. Well, it, it was just such it, it was just such a jarring moment. I'll say that. Um, let me ask you this: in that episode, you kind of got a feeling of how the acting was going to be all the way through. 
Did you feel like it was a little bit over the top or did you feel it was appropriate? And the reason why I mentioned that is because I think about the scene when they have to tell King Randor that, hey, look, He-Man's gone. Um, you know, not, you know, also he happened to be Prince Adam. Did it seem a little over the top or did it seem appropriate? I, well, their whole <laughs> thing was a bit over the top. I mean, like, like the mother, I always knew. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you also knew he was gay. But, um, <laughs> you know, but like King Randor, like his reaction was fine. Again, for... You know, because you're like you said, all of your reactions are based off of you know through the lens of 1981, 385. Um, it's a fine enough reaction momentarily, but when you realize this has now been years later afterwards, and he hasn't like lightened up, it's like all right, now you're just being a dick, dude. <laughs> you know, um, the fact that like you know you 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 basically cursed man at arms into like like to the point he's like you will be killed if you ever use machinery. I'm like. Well, he's got to go live in the Amish community now. And where is it on eternity? Internia, you know, like, um, you know, so I mean, like that, I just thought was way over the top. Um, that kind of a thing. The fact that the and that the fact that the mother seemed OK with that reaction, even years later, <laughs> you know, uh, but but as far as like initial first outing, yeah, it was melodramatic, but I was OK with the reaction because it's just like, you know, you know, yeah. the, I'm, I'm surprised, though, with like. He didn't turn it away and be like, you knew? Off with her head. You know, like, she was suddenly Iris on like the first two seasons of Flash. Like, <laughs> you knew too? <laughs> <laughs> you know? Robbie? Um, honestly, I felt like it was a little bit over the top where like all this time you didn't know. Come on. The, the, the simple fact that like I understand the mother knew right away because one mother doesn't know her child, you know? Um, but the fact that uh, what's the... I'm gonna forget her name. Man of Arms adoptive daughter. What's her name? Tila. 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 The fact that Tila didn't know this whole time, and then she, then she, she, she. That was like a, uh, like a, a massive turn. Like the way she's like, um, well, fuck all of you guys. You guys on you. I'm fuck this shit. I'm leaving. The king should have been like, I didn't know. <laughs> you got room i will go, go with you i'm out you're the kid well, i mean i, I thought her well her reaction was just it's like like king randall's reaction like i said melodramatic as it was i'll give it to him because that's his son you know and he's in denial and he's accepting it and in denial simultaneously so that's good tila it's like all right i mean it's not like he man was like banging you back and forth and adam's acting like you're but it's like you just fought with the guy and sure you knew enough to probably trade some stories, but he man, from what we gather again, even from the show, like he didn't hang out with them very often, not as he man, because well, he had to be back as the prince. Yep. So like, yeah, she knew him. She fought alongside him. They, they had laughed, they shared adventures, but it's like, how horrible is it that he just didn't tell you that he was also magically able to change into that from Adam. I mean, like, it's not some horrible secret like you know like i so that reaction i it, it just felt like what it was which was it was just to move the story along mm -hmm. like her reaction was to me only to move the story along. and then but unfortunately then it, it had like a, a domino effect a snowball effect on the rest of the story like suddenly her life has changed i'm now uh you know sexually ambiguous uh, because of adam never telling me that he was he-man and and you know fuck the kingdom and i'm now an adventurer, maybe I'm a mercenary. I can't tell even what she does anymore. <laughs> All because Adam never told me he was he man. I'm like, 
Really? Your whole world revolved around Adam and his possible secrets? He probably didn't tell you often he masturbated either, but I'm sure she would not have been quite that upset to find out it was every three hours. My, my, my Two man at arms. My thing, my, my, wow. my thing was that um, it wasn't only the fact that Tila had made such a turn when she discovered what, you know, that, that Adam was He-Man the whole nine yards. But now the story is basically focusing on her. Tila. Yes, I'm like... <laughs> I, I, I didn't, not that I didn't pay for this, because I mean, I paid for Netflix altogether, but it was like, um, we're doing a Tila focused story. Oh, this series is Tila focused. How do we feel about that? I'll say this it, it, I warmed up to it a little bit until we got to the ending, but I want to see what you guys thought. I mean, obviously, Mike has his reservations he just mentioned right now. What did you guys, what did you guys think? Well, now that it's Tila focused, I, I find it incredibly appalling. What does uh, Kevin Smith think he is in the timeline in which the Me Too movement was successful? How dare he? No, no. Honestly, I, I found it quite refreshing, you know. Um, just because even though, like, I, I've never... I, I'm, like, the, not the best person to ask because I wasn't, like, the a big diehard He-Man fan. Like, all I saw mm -hmm. was, like, episodes, you know, spaced throughout my my life that i would see whenever they would pop up i would never like dedicate myself to watching uh he-man all the time i did enjoy what i saw but i wasn't like you know a devout a devout fan so watching this was actually quite refreshing to see that i mean the main protagonist of the whole series gets killed in the first episode I, that was a big you know like what the fuck but then to see where he goes with the story i'm like all right and it's not like we don't see him again, you know. You also see him in flashbacks and stuff like that, but... <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll get to that part as well. But uh, I, I, I was interesting to see her, her story, cause, and it's also like, in a way, it kind of um, humanizes the story because the, the, the main protagonist isn't a super powerful hero, you know. It, it is a person who... I guess has a destiny if you want to say that, but is is a normal person just using their own skills that they've acquired uh, throughout their life, almost like Batman, except without the money and the gadgets. Right, Mike, you gonna say something? Um, I don't know if I feel like that about it. I mean, like it's like I didn't mind the story all in all, but again, they really should have just I don't know I I don't know what they should have called it. Um, I, I but it just wasn't Masters of the Universe by that point. And it wasn't that's that's a bad thing. It's just by now I'm like, okay, it just feels like, you know, like, you know, that like you sold me a bill of goods. You, you know, you, you sold me a pick and a poke. Like, you know, it's you, you told me it was one thing and then it became another um, because it's it, it just then kind of it felt like very often the story, even though it was a coherent story or at least a cohesive story, um, which as the other He-Man were very like individualized stories, you know, episode right. to episode. Uh, as much as it was a cohesive storyline, it still felt at times like they were grasping at what they wanted to do with the story. So in that, I, you know, cause I watched it in one sitting cause it's, you know, every episode is like what, 20 something minutes long. So it was really about two and a half hours, not even two and a half hours long. Um, so, you know, and I think it was best to watch it that way versus over time. And I'm a person that doesn't like to binge and even I would say just watch it in one shot. Um, yeah, um, it's, like I guess the story, it just felt like, well, we've gotten rid of He-Man Tila is our main character now, but it's also like, how can I, you know, like, 
that it's the kind of like in comics where they they try and do that like in the future thing and it's like oh let's imagine what everybody would be doing right now you know or would would our bad guys still be bad or our good guys all good I mean, which the answer was yes our good guys are all good oddly enough we don't know why that always is um and but like the bad guys are they still bad oddly enough no we don't know why that is um you know was it all skeletor was he like the charles manson of like of eternia because everybody else was like you know i mean you know you had a uh, Triclops uh, kind of go off his little crazy cult way, but Whoa. nonetheless, everybody just kind of went on their own and just did their thing. And I'm like, well, this is—it's very much like, well, Skelter is gone, and he was the only reason. Like, he was like that—that that bad older kid on the block that got all the other kids to like, you know, egg somebody's house. It's like, is that who he was? Because everybody else seemed kind of normal afterwards, you know, once he's gone. So that made it weird for me, uh, just because you're, I'm expecting, even if it's without He-Man, I'm still expecting smash, bang, smash, bang. And I'm like, I'm getting story, 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 which wasn't bad, but just not what I expected again. And that's that's the only problem I think I have with the series. I don't have a problem with the storytelling, for the most part. Um, I have a problem with that. It's not what anybody that's tuning in for a sequel to He-Man and the Masters Universe would ever be expecting. It's very much a prominent right now, you know, pro-women, which is wonderful and great, and nothing wrong mm -hmm. with that. Mm -hmm. um, it's got, you know, it's tr it hints and, and touches that uh, sexual diversity. Again, nothing wrong with that. It's just, I'm not expecting this, <laughs> you know? And also redemption stories, Evil Lynn. I love the redemption story. I will have to say the moment that touched me more than anything, I mean, it actually touched me, was Oracle's... Um, that, oh yeah that actually oh. was so well written and so well timed like i actually shed a tear i'm not even lying on that it was it was just touching it was heartbreaking um and that also as good as it was it was like well that's a downer <laughs> you know <laughs> but but nonetheless it was good but it's still it's not what i was expecting <laughs> you know let me let me let me go back to a, uh, something you said a second then go right back to what you said going back you were talking about um you know, get the pig in the poke, the idea of, you know, like you're saying you're giving me this and then you're giving me something else. Are you trying to say it in name? That's what you're giving me. It reminds me of a time that I bought a Daredevil comic and I didn't buy Daredevil a lot because as you, if you heard other podcasts, you've heard me mention it back growing up, um, the, the store that sold comic books didn't sell them in sequence or either that or I missed it. I would mm -hmm. miss it when Daredevil came out. So I must have missed like maybe about a couple of months of Daredevil and I picked it up and it was and I kept picking it up for like about a couple of months realizing that Daredevil wasn't in the actual, um, in, in the series because he was, he was thought to be killed off and laying in some field. Okay. And everybody's looking for Daredevil. It felt like that. It felt like, where's he, man? Where's he, man? And nothing against Tila, because I do like the fact that they fleshed out some of these characters, which I'm going to bounce back to now. I like the fact they gave, you know, they gave Tila something else because one of the complaints of the animators and the writers of the original Master of the Universe series was the fact that they didn't give him anything deeper. I remember the writers talking about, well, what are we gonna do for Skeletor? Is he doing it because for this reason or this? Oh no, just because he's evil. That that was the way the, the, the show was written. It was good was good, evil was evil, you didn't give any backstory. So, well, all right. Well, Kevin Smith, this, didn't, Kevin Smith didn't do much better for Skeletor. Basically, he's the way he is, because look at my face, I ain't getting laid. <laughs> Like, that's pretty much his entire reason for being a bad guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but also, Skeletor, they, they didn't really get a chance to get into them. But everybody else, for, for, I mean, with the exception of maybe Beastman, you know, um, you know, you you saw progress in that, you know, after what happened at, at Castle Grayskull. Right. And I, and I, and I kind of like that. But I was going to ask you do, you, do we feel that 
all of these changes were necessary. Because you have Tila, you have Evelyn's backstory, you talk about Orko, you know, you, you get some Duncan stuff, um, Roboto, which I, I was like, Roboto, I remember Roboto. Ah, Domo Rigato, Mr. Roboto. Wow. So, I mean, were all of these changes to these characters or all these additions or deep layering necessary? Did you feel it was necessary? If you're going to give me a solid story, like me, meaning a non, uh, every episode is different, then yes. If you're going to give me every episode is different, I mean, it, it helps to a point, but it's going to be hard to do that if every episode is different and you're still going to try and cohesively give me backstories and characters. It can be done. It's just going to be difficult. If you're going to make, you know, what was it? How many episodes was this? Five. Five, five episodes. Right. If you're going to give me five episodes, that's one story, then yes, I do need something more. Maybe not um, to the degree for every character, whatever, but I do need something more um, than, than just, well, they're just the good guys, so they're doing the good. And, you know, that's just the bad guy. They're doing the bad, you know, that kind of a thing. Right. Um, so, yes, I didn't have a problem with, uh, with the backstory. You know, like I said, I mean, I feel that only, well, Tila didn't, it wasn't so much backstory. Hers was actually just giving her character growth. Eva Lynn had growth, but you got her a, a minor amount of her backstory. Right. Uh, and we also know that she wasn't named evil, um, which is always cool. <laughs> go, go parents. Um, <laughs> and uh, I mean, whether it's, is that, I mean, you could probably answer this or I could probably look it up too. Um, was that canon for Orko? That his name uh, is actually it, Oracle? Was that canon um, or was that something Smith I'll, 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 I'll be honest with you, it, it, that might not be canon because, but also remember it was the... The cartoon was very surface and the comic books were very different. The comic okay. books that came with the action figures was so different. There wasn't even an Adam. There wasn't right. Adam until like maybe like I think later on in the second. Obviously before the, the show, probably, yeah. Right, yeah, because because the, the toy line came out in eighty one. Right. The cartoon came out in eighty three. Right. So there were the, the little books and they didn't have Adam. So I don't think it was canon. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, um, like I said, so that was, you know, interesting in its own and stuff like that. Uh Man at arms, um, you know, seeing him, I thought he he just felt forced, you know, like I said, it's just like, like, like as if King Randor is the all seeing eye of Saruman, like he's like, I just used the toaster. Oh my God, they're going to kill me. <laughs> <You know? laughs> what, what did you think, Ralph? I mean, do you think all these changes were, um, were necessary? Should some of them have been eliminated or, you know? Honestly, I didn't have any problems with any of the changes that were made. I, I felt that they, I said it before, it was refreshing to see a different take on such a classic story. Um, I, I have to agree with Mike. The the death of Oracle was that. Mm. that it was hard. so freaking sad. Like it, it was just it, it was depressing. I mean, in in a good way. <laughs> it just you were like, holy, jeez, <laughs> you know. I I just hope like him and Roboto also like. To, to see such iconic characters just gone like that, I I I I want them to come back. Oh, you do know? you know like it's going to be a? I got the magic back. Let's just undo what just happened. Yeah, I I, I, <laughs> I want know? them to come back, but I at the same time I don't because then it just diminishes their deaths. Right, right. And that's always what I hate. Well, that's what I hate about any time characters revive. I mean, you love the character, of course you want them back. But like it's just, especially like I said, I just shed a tear for your freaking death. You're alive again. Screw you. you know, <laughs> I'll kill you now. <laughs> with with Oracle, I could see if if it was like that, um, the explosion blasted him somewhere else. I I could believe that. 
where mm-hmm. they just didn't, well, it's magic they're both using magic yeah because because you know. they didn't actually go out and say that he was dead they're just assuming that he died because of the the, the magic explosion and this and the piece of scarf which obviously evidently was yeah. tied to his lifeline directly because <laughs> so, they said all they saw was a scarf and they're like oh well he's dead i'm like you could look for him yeah <laughs> it's, like, it's, like, it's like when they call old johnny storm in in, in the comic books yeah. I, so, I, I, I have his ff you know you know oh he's dead Go ahead, Ron. It, it could also be seeing as how like um was it it's paternia right that's the uh, paternia that's the, was the name the, of the heaven yeah yeah so like it could be that um they let him into Paternia and he just shows up there and then eventually goes back to Earth. Some using the well, same... well, you would have thought, though, that if he was remember, like he's not from their land, he's not yeah. from their world, so he shouldn't go there. And also, if that was the case, then he should already have been there, like you know, because hey guys, <laughs> because because Moss Man was just like, Oh, yeah, I'll build a grave for him, you know. I'm like, I'm like, is he dead? Did you guys check? <laughs> yeah, I think Orca <laughs> should just come back and be like, I lived and I'm more powerful now that I've accepted myself. And you fuckers didn't look for me. I'm going to just, just, just Orko just lays waste to them all. You know? Orko now as Red Hood. <laughs> you thought That's what I it was dead. Like. You were you wrong. Look for me. It <laughs> even look. You bastard. No, but, but no, like I said, yeah, that it just, it was just so sad. And I mean, and in that, because of again, what we had gotten already started to, I really like you saw that it really touched Evil Lynn as well. Yeah. You yeah. know. Um, you know, it was just it was just one of those things that and that if we do do a hot two, we're all back to normal because, you know, eventually at the end when He-Man is back, you know, and magic is back and under control of the good people. If we do undo that, it's also going to be like, so what we get to watch evil. And I mean, like, because that's the side that we never think about when we think about, especially when it's we're not just talking about bringing people back when they, they right. do that whole we reset everything. Nothing ever happened now because we reset. It's like. So I just watched a character have a redemption story, and now they're just back to being like the 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 the, the right hand barely formed character of a villain. Yeah, no. you know, like is that going to be her life after that? Just to after hearing how like she felt about it in the first place, that she's just going to be like, all right, that would be that would, that would be disappointing. But from what I'm reading and from what I'm hearing, that there's going to be more twists and turns in part two. Yeah. Uh, um, let me ask you guys. Um, the idea of hell and heaven. Was that something that was that a trope that you guys were okay with? Um, eh, I, I was, I, I was, I was like, oh, really? We're gonna, we're gonna do, we're gonna do heaven and hell. All right. I, I don't know. I just, I, I, I don't it's know just, why. It's just boring. I mean, especially considering that it's not even like it, it's very much like, oh, there's heaven and hell. Okay, so we need to take something or do a seance to go to the. Oh no, we just go visit it. <laughs> like it's just right there. Well, like like heaven at least was a little bit more that fraternity was a little bit harder to get to. Like like what did they call the what was the underworld called again? Subternia. Subternia. That's right. Subternia was just like right through those rocks. You're like really, it's just right there. Right. <laughs> like, like you can tell like, somebody go to hell, like go over there. Go, like like no, I, I like really guys. I need to go take a pee. We're camping. I just don't like doing it out in public. I'm just gonna wander into this cave. Come back like. A minute later, I've aged 40 years, white hair. I was just in hell. You know, they were like, you were just taking a leak. You know? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> oh, man. Um, now, did you did you think that He-Man was going to come back by the end of the series? Yes, of course. And he did. And he did. <laughs> and, and he's dead again. <laughs> how are we about that? I think I mentioned it on the podcast how I felt about that ending, you know, to part one, like it, you know, you, you you build up all this stuff and you and 
I do agree, Ralph. I, I do like that some of the characters were developed. You know, you go on this journey, but now you know you hit the pay dirt. You know, He Man's got his sword. Um, but you know, by the power of the Great Skull, I have the what? <laughs> I was just so yeah. Dis- yeah. It's because it's. I, mean, I guess it's just like. Granted, we don't know where season two is going to go. And of course, you know, we did learn things and, and you know, whatever. But it's just like, then why did you take me on this damn journey? You know, I mean, obviously, there's more story to tell because now Skeletor has, he has the power. Um, it's, at this point now, it just feels like, um, it kind of feels like, uh, who is the writer for the boys? I always forget his name. Um, oh, not Garth Ennis? No. Um, yes. Was yes, Garth Ennis. Yes, it, it feels kind of like a Garth Ennis with his I curse all the time, like a third a third grader. This yeah. felt like, oh, well, you know, it's adult, so I can just kill him again. <laughs> and this time I'm going to kill who I don't know why Adam seems like he's a teenager. I'm like, well, he was never that much younger feeling than Tila. They seem like they're the same age, but he seemed to just be a teenager. Um, I mean, why they even, did it to make him look to make him look different than He Man because right. because Adam was just. A lighter version of He Man, so I can get make him a little bit leaner, right. make him look, you know, but yeah, yeah. But um, so like there, it just felt like, oh, I'm just killing it now for the reaction, and as opposed to was this really necessary storytelling? I mean, couldn't Skeletor just taken the sword at this point, you know? Yeah. So that death, I kind of felt because I mean, now it's like he's he's been in Paternia, he decides to come back for the hoes at home that are either not watching it or watching it and just love to be spoiled. Uh, he comes back, but all of the other heroes there tell him. You, you know, you died a hero's death. You should stay here. If you go back, when you die again, you will not go to fraternity. You, you will be dead, period. And like, you know, so like there is like, well, I mean, and granted, we don't know he's dead. I mean, he could just be really right. well injured. But if he is dead, you're like, well, come on. <laughs> you know. So um, one, we don't know for sure that he's, you know, dead because we right. just see him getting run through with the sword. And he's bleeding out. So it's possible. And magic is back. So it's possible he could get healed. Um, two, you should watch the after show that they have on, on Netflix. So I, yeah. And, and Kevin Smith, he's just so giddy. He's like, yes, that's why I remember the thing. We didn't just kill him once. We killed him twice. Killed him twice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Kevin Smith. Go, go name your children something weird again. Just so you know, you know there's going to be... Some like crazy twist that's gonna come back. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure, yeah, especially yeah. once magic's involved and stuff like that. You know, I'll say one thing that I did like was, um, which was a little chilling, which I don't know how to feel about that. I was like, okay, why is this in my He Man? The way when, when Skeletor is putting the knife through or the staff through his back mm-hmm. and stabs him, and how Adam kind of turns and looks at Skeletor with his wide eyes, did you just stab me? That was chilling. I was like, whoa. Skeletor should have been like, bitch, you stabbed me how many years ago? <laughs> <laughs> how do you, you don't like it, do you? You know. So, so yeah. I, and then watching him get the power was like, whoa. Like, like just to watch that imagery, I was like, wow. I, I do have to say, Mark Hamill fucking love that guy. He does an amazing Skeletor. <laughs> just wanted He's to good at Skeletor. He's definitely, I mean, he, obviously he didn't have a lot to do because he was only there in the beginning and at the end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was he was good for Skeletor. He was really good. There were so many like like when Mike reads off the list of all the people, like wow, it's some a lot people. Of names. I, mean, I don't want to say wasted, but Kevin Conroy is Merman. The, the Merman's only for an episode. Yeah. Come on. The original voice of Skeletor was the voice of Mossman, right? Mm-hmm. That's, That's correct. correct. So it was, it was cool to see that they brought him back also. 
And believe it or not, as much as I'd be like, oh, you, you, nepo, you nepotistic, I don't even know what the word is. You know, nope. people believe it, it's not a word. I know. I was trying to make, I was trying to make something up. Strike one for me. Fuck it. Um, really? Like it's a, just one? You're, you're like strike a thousand at this point. Oh, hush. But the but fact that um, Jason, the, the fact that Jason Muse got a part, I was like, oh, when I heard him, he wasn't bad. Stinkor wasn't bad. I mean, he, he was in one episode and he had like three lines, you know. That's but not see, really that's what, that's you, you use Jason Mewes for one episode. You don't use Kevin Conroy for one episode. I was just saying. Well, I mean, but see, again, like with my thing is, again, it's always good to hear people. Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But you know, like I say, like when I was reading that list and to feel like when you realize how many, you know, when you watch it, the people are in there for like, when we say one episode, obviously they're not starring. We mean, they were in one episode and they probably had like six lines. Mm-hmm. It's like. I have lots of friends that are really talented voice for people. That's could, we, could we use them, please? And stop going, I need the most expensive voiceover people I can get to do five minutes of work. It's like, my friends will do it at one third the price. You, know? you also have to remember that they, um, they also filmed this, uh, they, filmed, they recorded the sounds during the pandemic. So a lot of these people yeah. were doing it remotely as well. So that's, that's what Sarah that's Michelle Gellar was saying. Yeah, that's what made it easier to get all these people because they didn't have to come into a booth to do it. They can just also they didn't have money coming in. Yeah. They just sent them a microphone and said, here, record yourself with these lines while we're on a call and we'll get it done. You know? Mm -hmm. So it was, it was a lot easier. That's why I I figured it was probably also cheaper to, to get those big names also. Yeah. Yeah. So all all those big names and and Alicia Silverstone, um, <laughs> oh, that's right. Dang. When you said that, I was like, I didn't see that. Someone was like, we want Alicia Silverstone. They were like, as if. They were like, yeah, her. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, okay, good. <laughs> so are we saying that we're not going to dive into a second dosing of this? And no, if I will are, watch it. If, are, watch. if we are or if we're not, what's the main reason to do whatever? Well, I want to see what he's going to do with that power. I, I just want to see how they switch that back, you know, because there's no way. I, well, I want to see him go like, you know, because he has to be like, I have the power that season two, he'd be like, come picks up. I have the power. So she's like, oh, no, you don't. It's back to him. <laughs> <laughs> but, and also, by the way, how many times, because it was by the, well, it was bad by the first time, by the literal third time, it was ridiculous. Tila, there's just something I need to tell you. Tila, there's something I really need to tell you. Tila, there's something, I don't have time. I'm busy. I'm like, yeah. you don't have time for them to finish a goddamn sentence? It's, she's obviously your mother. Yeah. <laughs> the sorceress is obviously your mother. Would you just let them tell you that? <laughs> you know, because that was just getting old. It's like the first time it's like she left in anger. But the second time it's like it, he he's you don't have time for that. But then you say something. Then he says something else. You had time. You, you just brought up another argument. Now, <laughs> you know, no, no. Tina's kind of treating it like, like that. You know, when you're when you're friends with somebody and that annoying person, that's your friend. You love him. Be like, OK, they're going to talk. Stop, 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 stop. No, 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 no. Yes, like yes, that. Cap, I do know that feeling. I was waiting for you to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually pointing at myself when I said it. <laughs> so, In fact, I know what it's like to have two people like that. Right, Ralph? Wow. Yeah, that's right. That's I, right. It's all about me. I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> I'm amazing. Which, which is why we love you. There we go. So anything, anything, any other points we want to add or any kind of highlights we want to add before we rename and rate? Well, I mean, I did want to point out, and like, and I mean, please, again, like, like, you know, you if you read, like, so you should really read the comments about uh, this thing from the, especially from the review sites. It's really bad, not from the critics so much, but it's obviously because the critics are fine, but from the uh, audience people. 
but like there was a good point. Not that you need to read it to make a good point. It's I like I said, like I'm all fine with like, you know, strong female characters. You know, you're you're trying to tell a story you've different, but it's it is like a lot of the guys, you know, they're now just idiots or they're not listening or they're the bad people because they're guys. And it's like, all right, you you're swinging that pendulum awfully strong, you know, like I get that you're trying to put out the positive things for women and such and try and, you know, include other, you know, subgroups, you know, the LGBTQ type community. And that's all wonderful, but you don't need to destroy, you know, another gender or anything else to do that. And and that I'm like, I felt that that's what was going on. It was very much a mistresses of the universe, which is not a bad thing, but again, you know, you could have been, you could have evened out your, your, uh, the, 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 uh, the you could even out your hands, on what they were doing. You know, I think they could have given equally from both hands, but I felt like they didn't. Gila SJW. <laughs> like I said, Karen of the universe. Wow. <laughs> Ralphie, any, any other points you want to add or any highlights you want to do before we go into renaming and ratings? Um, not really. I think I've said all I've wanted to say. So you said it all, but you said you loved it. So I mean, I I honestly no 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 that's not a knock that's not a knock I'm just like you know you were just like I love it I, and then every time you're like but I loved it so I, no I, I can't yeah I can't well, knock it man he well, I'm listen he it was a different story it wasn't what mm-hmm. I was expecting you know which was a great thing because I I like to be surprised you know hint hint okay so I'll be I'll, I'll, I'll be sure that when I serve you a burger I'll crap in it surprise that's what it felt like. Well, wow. I mean, would it be any different from your cooking now? Damn. More seasoning. Anyway. Um... <laughs> All right. So let's go for it. Renaming the film. Uh, renaming the series, actually. Um, Ralph, do you want to go first or shall I? You can go first. I grant you All that right. ability. Instead of calling it Masters of the Universe Revelation, I'm going to call it Tila and the Masters of Forgiveness. I felt like everybody was like trying to redeem themselves. Can you forgive me? Can you forgive me? I'm sorry. Ralph. Uh, I'm going to call it Masters of Overreactions and No what? Revelations because you keep getting interrupted every time someone tries to tell you something. They only, we only got one revelation <laughs> and, which, and the audience already knew. Yeah. Yes, yes, He-Man is, is Adam. Yep, yep. <laughs> How dare you not tell me and keep me safe from people knowing this thing? What? Yeah, you're a horrible person. Oh gosh, Mike, what about you? I call it He Man Emasculation Season One. <laughs> wow, <laughs> all right, so let's do it. Ratings for He, uh, for he I was a He Man for, <laughs> for Masters of the Universe Revelation. Ralphie Boy, what you got? I give He Man, uh, I'm sorry, see, now I'm doing it too. Mm-hmm. I give see? Masters of the Universe Revelation, uh. Eight burning moss men out of ten. Oh, that, wow. that was okay. just a brutal sight to see him go. And so early, too, you know. But so quick, too. I was like, damn, it burning a tree at least takes about five I, minutes. He went from moss man to California in just like a second. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry to the people in the West Coast. Wow. <laughs> too soon, Mike. Too soon. Oh, man. Well, I'm going to cover Mike by giving mine so people can forget that. I'm going to give it six and a half. I have the. Uh, out of ten, I it was just it was so it was very underwhelming. Very underwhelming. <laughs> maybe he had the runs. I don't know. <laughs> I, mean, some, I know your problem with your gut, but the problem him. was through his gut. Yeah, was, yeah. <laughs> Mike. Um, like I said, all in all, I mean, I still did enjoy this the the series, even like I said, even without the expectations. But I give it a seven. You're not a champion, just his cheerleader. 
out of 10. Yeah. That was that was a cold line. I, I loved that line. I was like, oh, that's good. <laughs> you know? I wrote that one myself. Uh, that was a good line right there. I was like, oh, that's so wow. belittling. You're probably going to die soon. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. Masters of the Universe, Revelation. I have the power to change the channel, I guess, or watch part two, hopefully. But everybody, don't go anywhere. Geeks on the go. That's next. Geeks on the go. I have the power. Ooh. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you do. I mean, you're, you're in charge of the soundboard. Of course you do. And that sound is what Graystone made when he said that. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. All right. All right. I think everybody here knows the segment, but I'll go through the rules again. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we make it under a minute every now and again. And there's a bearded mofo that's not me. I'm, I'm not bearded anymore, for those who don't know. But now the only you, bearded You mean guy, on this, non, this non-video podcast? Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> As I said it, I was like, oh, shut up. Shut up, Cap. Um, <laughs> uh, the, the only bearded guy of, of the group now is the guy that's the hater. And he probably has some more hate in his beard. Are you ready, hater? I've never hated anything in my entire life. I'm lies. Really? I can't wait to come over and do that Walking Dead marathon with you then. No, no. I don't hate the Walking Dead. I just find it annoying. Now, had you heard we've heard out the these the horrible things you spewed out of your mouth about the Walking Dead. Absolutely. Listen, there's you you might have had a point had you mentioned something else, but I'm not gonna say what it is. (laughs) Okay, well we'll find it at some point. And are we ready for more hater, Mike? I'm always ready to hate. There you go. <laughs> All right, here we go. Ready, set, go. Do you prefer your heroes to have their true identities hidden or open for everyone to know? Mike. For all the reasons always given and more, secret identities are important. <laughs> okay, Ralph. I would have to agree with the master of hate there. You know, yeah. secret identities are very important, especially since if you tell people who you are, then they just come after you know, yeah. everyone you love. All right. Does it make sense that Red Hood, a.k.a. Jason Todd, after his being, you know, killing as a vigilante, is accepted to the Bat Family? Ralph. Like, uh, like Dom Toretto said to the founder of the Olive Garden, when you're here, you're family. Oh, my God. We're not even making it. (laughs) Mike. Hell no. Unless he wears a slinky cat suit and is getting banged by Batman on the rooftop. (laughs) That just got bad. Okay. What is the key? That's what Catwoman does. (laughs) What is the key to getting a Green Lantern movie right? Ralph. Uh, Good writing. I wasn't even like hoping because Ralph's answer is so long. Me. Yeah. Me. You. Your answers were long. But see, Mike's answers are long, but he spoke at a speed and a cadence that's fast. But continue. How do you get, what is the key to getting a Green Lantern movie right, in your opinion? I really, it has to be a good script. That's that's all you really need. Because the act, in the last movie, the acting wasn't bad. You just had a horrible script. You know, you need, with all the stories they could have told, they just tossed them. We had to have an origin story, and it did suck. (laughs) Acting sucked too. Ryan Reynolds gonna kiss my ass. Wow. I'm sure you would love that, wouldn't you, Mike? <laughs> he would love it too. <laughs> oh my goodness. So, Mike. Uh, I say read the books. <laughs> at, at no point has Green Lantern ever been a comical hero. Ever. Very he has he has serious. I think he has probably the same amount of sense of humor 
as Batman. Wow. No, no. He has about, a little bit more. No, it's a he little has, bit more, but I'm saying, but it's about more. the same. Like, he's not a joker, you know? Even though in the New 52, they tried to make him a little bit more humorous. They tried like, to make him more cocky. Humorous. They tried to make him more cocky. Well, that's the I thing. Guess. He's cocky, but he's not humorous, you know? Yeah, but in his cockiness, he, he he has the quip every now and again, you know. But yeah, that's I see what you're saying. He's, a, he's not jokey like the Flash. He's not like, no. hey, hey, guys, hey, hey. But he's kind of like smug remark here, cocky remark there. I can see where that line can be misinterpreted. Yeah. But I agree. He's not he's not a happy, jokey guy. But I'll say, I mean, I'll answer my own question. I think keeping the idea of an elite task force or an elite, like, space police in mind it's where you start. Yeah. That's that for me. For me, that's how you, how you start. I just we can't wait to see what this damn show that seems to not be talked about ever gets around to. Yeah, I hope so, too. Well, The Flash has been talked about in a while also. So we well, yeah, but they finally uh, finished. They wrapped up filming, actually. Oh, I can't wait to see what's going on there. <laughs> All right. Shout outs. All right. Shout outs, gentlemen. Who are we shouting out? I'm shouting out the people behind the Flash movies about goddamn time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know we have one of your updates in the quick news. Yeah, <laughs> we got we have to get one of those soon. Oh, definitely. All right, Ralphie boy, any shout outs? I would like to shout out no one. <gasps> you bastard. Except wow. for everyone. Ah, okay. Good job. Good turnaround. <laughs> <laughs> no, just I'm gonna shout. Thank you for listening and uh, keep on doing what you're doing. I didn't mean to cut you off, Ralph. I just really thought you were done. How dare you? <laughs> I am never How done. How dare I? Yeah, I know. We, you should we, know. we were just the geeks on the go. So, I yeah. am the master of dramatic. Pause. It's pause he's looking for. There it is. I hate you. I hate you. Anyway, <laughs> my shout outs to the usual suspects South Carolina, Tinkerbell, Johannes, um, anybody else who's listening, who's been listening, who's still listening, who's checking Johannes! it out. Johannes! Woo! Um, I mean, I would say Aaron, probably doubtful. Jess, I, I mean, there's a couple of people that are listening. Thank you, JP. Um, JP! But he, he's listening because he, he after episode 200, he's going to be pretty upset. So we'll see what happens. Why? Well, you, well, well ask Jazz. Wow. <laughs> yeah, so we'll, we'll see about that. But um, yeah, shout out to everybody. Oh, shout out to everybody at New York Comic Con who went. Um, it was I, I could totally understand a lot of the um, apprehension of going, it, and I would be apprehensive as well. I went, I guess, because to see how it would went, and plus I got a, a four-day pass. For free. So I know if I would have went one day, and I, and I didn't like it, I wouldn't have gone the rest of the time. It was okay. For so free. I was just glad to see everybody. A lot of people were in their mask. Some people being jerks, but most people were in their mask, and spacing was pretty decent. So shout out were to Were they enforcing people not wearing their mask if they saw them on the floor or no? Unfor- unfortunately, believe it or not, I read a story that um that um they didn't start enforcing until like Saturday. Yeah. Like, like, like I guess they were complaining <laughs> on Thursday and Friday. Now, now mind you, I didn't see many people not wearing masks. Right. But there were there were some things I heard that people weren't wearing them and it wasn't being enforced. And blah, blah, blah. But by Saturday they got it together. But I think they had to because Saturday was the busier day. Right. Yeah. Oh, that's good to know. And just to let you know that uh, the cap did not smuggle me or Ralph in, so you know we're pissed. I off. want okay. Let me. I'm gonna put it on wax, even though it's not on wax. I miss these guys so much at the Comic Con. I can't even lie because between no Ralph, no Mike, and no Joe, I was talking to myself. <laughs> I'm walking around. What are you bored? Oh, bored, no. weren't you? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no, my my impersonation of you, Mike, is much shorter. <laughs> much shorter. And how, how how hard is it to impersonate me? You just start talking and then eventually I'm gonna be Mike. Shut up. <laughs> you know what it was? By, what was it, Ralph? by the end of Sunday, he was he was Gollum and Smeagol. <laughs> what should we do For now? Real. I don't know. Let's what go would, to that panel. What would no, Mike and Ralph do? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I didn't go. I mean, I ended up bumping into a couple of people. Went, you know, went went with somebody on Friday. Bumped into like um, a couple of people at the booth. Shout out to Lula Lucas, friend of the show. Lula Lucas, her, her first Comic Con, and she killed it. Congratulations! Yes. Woo! She actually said, "Can I? I got to be on the show." So I said, "Yeah, sure." I said, "You got to talk about your first experience." Because she talks about how she's really, really at shy. Comic-Con. At Comic-Con. She was like... <laughs> Just clarifying things. Thank you. Thank you very much. Sometimes they can be misinterpreted. <laughs> but I saw definitely a couple of people there. It was just a lot of fun. Um, just shout out to everybody there. Glad, you know, glad we're trying to make it back to normal. But people keep wearing your masks and be vaccinated, please. So yeah. we can get back to a regular Comic-Con. So we be nice. arm in arm with these guys. Oh, yeah. So. Arm to sweaty and hairy arm. We can get all and that stinky B.O. That we miss so much, and you know what's funny? I, I always wondered if they should be a stand for deodorant. They would make a killing. No, they they should just pump um, Axe body spray from the bottom of the floor. So as you walk, it just sprays you. Bro, that's worse. <laughs> that's worse. That's worse than BL. <laughs> and on oh. that, I'm ending the show. So for Mike, also known as MFG and RT Squared, Ralph the Tech. This is the Cap saying, "Keep it geeky." Have a great day, everybody.